I would like to thank our brothers and sisters who responded to the needs of those who were affected by the flooding here in Sambuanga City. Thank you for those who came and brought some materials and even cash for those who were affected. Thank you very much. There is one word in the dictionary that we do not like and we want to avoid it as much as possible and that word is disaster. We do not want it. If we can help it, we would protect ourselves from it. But the reality of life is that even when we are doing everything we can, disaster would come either natural disasters or man-made disasters. We are so sad to see homes of our brothers and sisters here in Sabuanga City and even in other parts of the Philippines that were destroyed by the recent typhoon. We were caught off guard. Sa totoo lang akala natin si Paeng ay mahina because the wind speed is less than 100 kilometers per hour. But the water that was distributed throughout the Philippines was terrific. It flooded so many areas and even areas that were not visited by floods for the past 50 years experienced a, their shock. They were shocked when the disaster came. And also, we are aware that evil people can also cause disasters on even those who are innocent and godly. And every time we think of disasters, we think of destruction, death, loss. But there is one place where disaster actually brought something good. Although this is uh, unusual because every time there is disaster, we can only think of negative things. But there is a place, and that is in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 34, where disaster actually brought something good. Kindly open your Bibles to Acts 16, 16 to 34. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. When the owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews, 
and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of God, the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. May God bless us upon the reading of his words. There are two things that we may take from this passage. And the first is that godly and innocent people are not exempted from disasters. This may be hard to take, but in this life, as what happened to Paul and Silas, they were there not to do anything else except to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and yet they were not exempted from difficult and disastrous situation. They were doing what God wanted them to do, but here we see that they were confronted with a situation wherein the power of God was manifested through the deliverance of this young slave girl. Because while they were in the city, as they were going around preaching the gospel, there was a slave girl who was following them and this slave girl had a spirit in her that she was able to tell the future. Kaya mag-ingat po tayo mga kapatid doon sa mga fortune tellers because the spirit does not come from God. Because when this girl was following Paul and Silas, she was telling and she was actually shouting that these men are servants of the Most High God, and they are leading you 
towards salvation. If you look at the words of this girl, there was nothing wrong about what she said. Because indeed, Paul and Silas were servants of God and they were preaching about the way of salvation. The problem there was that this spirit was trying to deceive the people. How can someone use truth to deceive? The slave girl was telling the truth. But what the spirit intended was to deviate the attention of the people from the Lord Jesus Christ to her. Because she was there long before Paul and Silas came to the city. And people already put their trust and confidence in her. And if she would say that these people are telling you the truth, then the people would believe. And when Paul and Silas would leave the place, they would go back to her. And they would worship the spirit that was in her. And this is the deception, brothers and sisters. Many times people fall into this deception because the enemy can use the truth to deceive so that instead of worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, people would put their trust and confidence on something else. And it was Apostle Paul who said in one of the passages that he wrote that we should be very careful about idols because idols are just made of wood. They are made of stone or marble or metal. They're nothing. They're actually nothing. There's no life in them. But when a person comes down and worship those idols, they are worshiping the spirits behind the idols. And this is the deception. Because sometimes, especially in the Philippine context, where... We just substituted certain things. We used to be animistic. We used to be pagans. And then when Christianity arrived, we just substituted things. We just Christianized what we used to practice. I remember that we were invited to a house to pray for a 13-year-old girl. And uh, we look at the problem and we notice when we arrived that there were huge statues in the house. And we explained to the parents, to the brothers and sisters, that the reason why their daughter is being disturbed is because of the presence of evil spirits hiding behind these statues. And he said, Pastor, So how can you determine true from falsehood when in fact there is this deception that is going on? And here in this passage, this girl wanted to deceive the people, but Apostle Paul turned around and rebuked the spirit. Apostle Paul said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. And when the spirit left the girl, she had no power because it was not her that was predicting the future. It was the spirit in her that was doing it. And when the spirit was gone, the girl was useless. And when the handlers, the owners of the girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they turned their anger towards Paul and Silas. And they brought these brothers to the authorities. And so we see here, brothers and sisters, that even godly and innocent people are not exempted from disasters. Whether it is natural disasters or man-made disasters, we are not exempted. 
Paul and Silas were brought before the magistrates and they were beaten by rods. And after that, they were thrown into prison. Not only an ordinary prison, but the inner cell. And their feet were placed in stocks. What crime did they commit? They did not commit any crime. The only problem was that the people were so engrossed about their own interests that they were not concerned about the deliverance of the girl. They were not interested in that. In fact, they wanted the girl to be continually under the domination of the spirit so that they can get money out of her. It was exploitation. I remember that I was invited to speak to a group of rich people in a flashy hotel. And they wanted to know why God brought the people of Israel and the people of Judah into slavery. And I told them that there are two reasons, two main reasons. First is idolatry. When the people of Israel and the people of Judah pursued other gods, worship other gods, gods that were made by their own hands, instead of worshiping the true God, God was angry at them and God brought them into exile. And the people said, yes, pastor, that's true. Idolatry must not be mentioned among God's people. But I said, there's a second reason, and that is oppression of the poor. Oppression of the poor. Because during the time when the people of Israel experienced such prosperity, they were rich and they were powerful people in Israel. And they exploited and oppressed the poor. And one of the examples of this was King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. They were rich, they were powerful, and yet they were not contented with their property when they saw the vineyard of Naboth. They wanted to get it, but they did not want to do it illegally. They, want to, they wanted to use the judicial and the legal system to take away the life and the property of Naboth. And that's exactly what was happening during the time of Paul and Silas. These people did not want to attack Paul and Silas directly because that would be a crime. But they wanted to use the legal and the judicial system of the time to put Paul and Silas in prison. Brothers and sisters, there are times we may ask God, Lord, why are you allowing us to experience this? But let me remind you that even godly and innocent people are not exempted from disasters. The second thing that I would like us to understand in this passage is that even in difficult, negative, and disastrous situations, good can come out for God's people. What happened to Paul and Silas was not good. I would not consider it good to be beaten by rods, thrown into prison, and their feet were placed in stocks. That was not good. To me, that was disastrous. Evil men can do things that they think would be advantageous to them, but it would be disadvantageous to other people. And yet, in the middle of this situation, something good came out. In the middle of the night, as Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, 
suddenly there was an earthquake. And I have not heard an earthquake like this. That the locks of the doors were open, the chains came loose. Usually when we talk about earthquakes, it would be crumbling of buildings, destruction of property like tsunami would come. But this earthquake showed God's power that even in the midst of this difficult situation, God is fully in control. And when the jailer noticed that the doors were open, he thought that the, that the prisoners escaped. He tried, he attempted to kill himself, but Paul said, don't harm yourself. We are all here. And right there, brothers and sisters, it was not the plan of Paul and Silas to go into prison. That was far from their mind. If they could avoid it, they would avoid it. But God allowed it to happen so that they will become a witness. And I would like to emphasize this. God allows us to see with our own eyes and hear with our own ears the wonderful things that he is doing in the lives of people. Because this jailer was not out there. He was so concentrated with his work in the jail that while Paul and Silas were preaching out there, he was not there to hear the gospel. But when Paul and Silas were in prison and he saw the wonderful works of God, he himself asked the question, Sirs, what must I do in order to be saved? I believe, brothers and sisters, what really inspires us even in the midst of difficult situations, even in the midst of disastrous situation, is that when we see with our own eyes the wonderful things that God is doing. I was reading about the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ, minus Judas. He was replaced by another one. But someone tried to trace what happened to the 12 disciples? And he said that all of the 12 disciples died as martyrs. Some of them were beheaded. Some of them were fed into wild animals. Some of them were crucified upside down. Some of them were, were beaten to death. There was, a, there was a disciple who went to Cappadocia. And evil people surrounded him. And they stoned him to death. And they cracked his skull with a rock. Why would these disciples be willing to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ? I believe it goes back to that incident that one day Jesus Christ went up into the mountain together with Peter, James, and John. And while Jesus was praying, there was a cloud. And when the cloud was removed, the disciples saw Jesus in the middle and Moses and Elijah standing beside him. If you were there, if you saw that, what would come into your mind? Oh, okay lang. They can destroy this body. They can kill me. Moses died a long time ago. Elijah was no longer here a long time ago. But they are alive and they appeared in glorious splendor in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we see with our own eyes and hear with our own ears, just like what? Paul and Silas saw and heard that night. It motivated them to go and even sacrifice themselves because even 
in the most difficult situations, even in the midst of difficult and disastrous situations, something good can come out. The salvation of this man and his family was made possible when God did something, when God moves, somebody will be saved. And God wants you to be there to be a witness to that particular event. Many times we question, many times we cry, many times we just could not understand why things are happening to us. But you should, we should remember that even innocent and godly people are not exempted from disasters, difficult situations. But even in the midst of these difficult situations, something good can come out. We may not know now, but maybe in the future we will know. In 1956, five evangelical Christian missionaries went to Ecuador. They wanted to preach the gospel to a people called the Waurani, or they are popular known as the Aukas. This is a group of indigenous people who never had contact with the outside world before. When they saw the missionaries landing, the tribes people murdered the five missionaries. And when the news reached America and other parts of the world, many Christians were shocked. Five lives were lost. It seems that it was useless. But then the widows of these missionaries decided that they would go. And people said, don't go. Your husbands were massacred there. And their answer was, we have nothing to lose. We already lost our husbands. If they kill us, then we can join our husbands there. When they arrived in the place, a miracle happened. The people who were hostile, the people who killed the five missionaries, when they saw the women, perhaps in their culture, if men would come into their village, that is a threat. And so they responded in self-defense. But when the women arrived, they welcomed the women. And the women stayed there and they saw the faces of those who killed their husbands. And yet the love of God in our hearts to share the message to these people. One by one, the people in the village accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Even those who participated in the murder of the husbands. Yes, we are not exempted from disasters, difficult and negative situations. But even in the midst of these difficult situations, something good can happen. The greatest disaster happened 2,000 years ago. When an innocent man was tortured, humiliated, and killed. He was righteous. He was holy. And yet he suffered pain. But even in that disastrous situation, something good came up because it is through his sacrifice that you and I receive salvation. Brothers and sisters, let us continue to hope in God because even in this world of uncertainty, we will never know what lies ahead. 
but we know that whatever happens, it will always give glory and honor to Him. To God be the glory. You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!